0: You may find the following underreported segment disturbing, but if we ignore disturbing things, aren't we in some way allowing them to continue? In China and other Asian countries, bears are farmed, not for their fur, but for their bile. Often the conditions they live in are horrendous. Bear farming and efforts to rescue the animals are the subject of a new film called Cages of Shame. And joining us now is Jill Robinson, founder and CEO of Animals Asia, which has worked extensively on the issue of Asian bear farming. Very pleased to welcome you to today's underreported segment. Hello.
1: Hello. Good afternoon.
0: Don't all animals have bile?
1: Yes. So, yes. what is it about bear <laughs> bile
0: that makes it so valuable in traditional Asian medicine? Well,
1: bears have a high level of something called ursodeoxycholic acid, or UDCA which incredibly, you know, Chinese doctors established several thousand years ago and began using it in Chinese medicine preparations. Um, but obviously today no one is going to die for the lack of bear bile and the lack of this, uh, this acid that they produce because it's synthetically reduced, uh, produced without the use of bears today.
0: So it does have value, It does actually, have value, but, exactly. But we can produce it in other ways. Right. And... and- I'm assuming that people in China know that it can be produced synthetically. They way. already
1: sell synthetic UDCA in China as well. So it's really the bear farmers that are keeping this disgusting industry alive by keeping these bears in tiny wire cages and milking them of their bile.
0: How many bears are estimated to be held in these Chinese bear farms? Is well, it just China? Is it no, also? it's in
1: Vietnam as well and in South Korea and a couple of farms in Laos as well. So all across the Asia continent, there, there could be around 14,000 bears being farmed in 14, China. 14,000? Yeah, it's... it's legal, I'm afraid, in China. And the official figure is 7,000.
0: Well, weren't the farms intended to be an improvement over the earlier way that bear bile was collected, which was in the wild, you killed the bear, you took its bile, and that was it?
1: Right. Well, it it was a a well-intentioned initiative, but it was very misinformed because obviously today, if people have enough money in their pocket after trying bear bile from the farms, they then want the real thing in the form of whole gore bladders, and so the bears are still killed. There's absolutely no um, question that that bear farming is now uh, detrimental to the population of wild bears.
0: And uh, are these wild bears that have been caught, or are they being bred in captivity?
1: Um, both. On the farms, they are, all, they, are, they are bred, but I don't think it's successfully as the, as the farmers would have us believe, because around 30% of the 277 bears that we've rescued at Animals Asia, uh, um, around 30% of these bears have got their limbs missing from being caught in the wild in leg-hold traps. We
0: have a call from a uh, someone who is involved in uh, – you're at this, in the city council? Hello. i uh, hello. Hi. Uh, we we have just uh, put New York Assemblywoman Linda Rosenthal oh. on the line. Hi. You've hi. you've co-authored a bill uh, that bans bear bile in in products to be sold in the United States. Is it being sold here?
2: No, no. I um actually say hi. To, I want to say hi to Jill because we were together at one of her events. Hello, Linda. Uh, hi. How are you? <laughs> Good. How are you? Good. Thank you. Um, I. I passed a bill in the New York State Assembly, and it's now law, that um, restricts the sale, trade, and possession of bear organs and gallbladders in New York State.
0: Was there uh, much traffic of it in well, New York State?
2: Well, the, the problem was that 45 other states have restrictive laws, but New York State had nothing. So when people were caught with bear organs, bear gallbladders in other states— they said, well, we got them in New York. So we were enabling the illicit um, trade and, and sale of bear gallbladders. So people would come here and hunt the bears, take their gallbladders, go to neighboring stri- states and other states around the country and say, here, here's a, and would fetch a high price for a gallbladder that should not have been taken from a bear in New York State.
0: And they were they were hunting them here, they weren't <clears throat> importing them no, from no. Asia.
2: No. That's right. They were hunting them here, but for the same purposes mm-hmm. as they, you know, torture and milk the bears in in the countries overseas.
0: Has the demand for bear gallbladders grown in the United States over the years?
2: Well, it's a it's um, you know, a much wanted commodity. Um, for its medicinal purposes. So, you know, because um, I don't have all the statistics, and and some states deny that this ever happens, but we know it does happen. Mm. Um, you know, it's hard. It's hard to tell. But we need restrictive laws in every state, so there's no loophole anywhere in the United States for um, cruelly killing the bears for their organs.
1: Yeah. Linda's right. We need to remove the incentive. You know, there's even bear bile coming into um, the U.S. from China, you know, from these notorious mm-hmm. bear farms. So we do need to remove the incentive. Yes. And Thank New York you.
2: State was was enabling. Um,
0: well, there are still two states, <clears throat> right? So people can say, well, I got it in North Carolina or whatever yes, the states. So, yes. so, you know, many organizations such
2: as um, uh, Jill's Organization is working to close the loopholes in every state, but you know I felt in New York State we should not be complicit um, with this practice, so i I did pass the law, which requires that any um, any bare um, gallbladder has to have a tag from the Department of Environmental Conservation. If a gallbladder is offered for sale in another state saying they're from New York and it does not have a tag, that means it was illegally taken and subject to prosecution in these other states.
0: Thank you so much for calling us.
2: Yeah, my pleasure.
0: New York Assemblywoman Linda Rosenthal. Well, how? But going back to Asia, which is uh, the subject of this film, uh, what do, are the conditions uh, in oh, these bear goodness. farms?
1: Absolutely unbelievable, I think people would think I'm making it up, but they are housed in tiny wire cages so small they can hardly move.
0: bears are big animals they, they're they huge animals weigh... they're
1: anything from sort of seventy kilos right up to over two hundred kilos, and they're obviously pounds, predominantly you know? wild um uh yes, har just has two point two kilos to the as pounds to the kilos so um they are oh, so five hundred pounds yeah yeah. Exactly,
0: uh, and uh, they uh, how how is the bile collected?
1: Um, through uh, a fistula, a hole that's carved into the abdomen and into the gallbladder, so that bile apparently freely drips out. It's called the free drip fistula. Um, prior to that, there were actually metal or latex catheters inserted into the gallbladders of these bears, and that still exists today, although it's not not allowed under regulations. But now it's just a hole. But you can imagine if any you know warm-blooded sentient mammal has a hole in our abdomens and gallbladders, it's not particularly good for us and indeed these bears are dying in huge numbers on these farms and and the ones that we rescue are pitiful absolutely pitiful they have their teeth cut back to gum level they have their paw tips removed to stop the claws growing so to make them less dangerous while the farmer is milking them and some of these bears can tolerate these conditions for anything up to 30 years of their life before they eventually die in cages that will be their coffins
0: so uh, we're this is not analogous to milking a cow is it it's
1: not and that's exactly what the farmers maintain they say it's just like piercing your ear or milking a cow um and and of course it it's not it's it's an egregious practice well, we it's need bile. it's something that's not necessary we need our own bile of course and we what do. happens
0: how long does it take for the body to produce, to produce a, it
1: again. I mean the, the the bile can be made up on a daily basis so this is exactly what the farmers are doing. They're extracting this bile from the bears on a once or twice daily basis on these farms causing massive amounts of pain and trauma, both physically and psychologically I might add. These bears when they come to us, they are out of their heads absolutely out of their heads with pain with the, the you know psychotic images that you see of them thrashing around in their cages, banging their heads against these bars until they self-mutilate their own bodies. It Honestly isn't something I can make up, it's horrible
0: So your organisation goes out there to free these bears, um, we've been uh, working out there. How do you Asia. get th- these farmers to give you the bears? We
1: compensate them I mean, at the moment, this is the only way that we can work realistically, sensitively with the Chinese government. We've been doing this for the last 19 years, um, and we provide compensation for the but farmers. They're going to so they're just get more bears, not they? No, they are not allowed to. They, the farms have to close completely. We get the original license, and China hasn't issued licenses since 1994.
0: You point out in the film that in the past, because the, the bear bile was collected in the wild, uh, it was rarer. But because there are so many uh, bear farms right now, there is an abundance of bile. And it's, right. it's finding its way into all sorts of Absolutely. products that it wouldn't in the past. They're putting it in
1: toothpaste? Right. Teas, tonics, wines, toothpaste, face masks for women. Can you believe that? I mean, it, it's just, you know, it, it's not being used now. It's not just exploiting the bears. It's exploiting the very reason that it was used in Chinese medicine, just for a few incidental sicknesses. And now they're, they're just exploiting it up the kazoo.
0: My guest is Jill Robinson, who's founder and CEO of Animals Asia, which uh, has been working extensively on the the matter of Asian bear farming, the subject of a new film called Cages of Shame, which premieres this Saturday at the Rubin Museum at 150 West 17th Street at 6 p.m. And uh, you can find out all about ticket information and other things on our show page at WNYC.org. So, is bear farming a controversial issue in China?
1: Oh, my goodness. You know, I've been waiting really 19 years for the moment where we're at now in China. It's, uh, it's well, How been much a- of
0: this is a culture clash, Westerners finding this horrific and uh, well, people who also <laughs> might find rhinoceros the, tusks yep. uh, to be a good idea for the medicine? The farmers
1: would love to keep promoting it as a culture clash. You talk to people in China. You know, when I first started in, working in China 26 years ago, there was one animal welfare group, and now there's close to 100 Hundred, yeah, know, there's a massive movement now against this sort of cruelty um, inflicted upon, upon sentient mammals. Um, and we're seeing these groups now just, just coming out in droves against the industry. I have never, never seen a position like it. They are lobbying in the streets. There's students going in cages. There's filmmakers doing undercover films, exposing the plight of these bears at long, long last. And I, it hasn't come too soon.
0: What kinds of bears are we talking about? Any kind of bear?
1: No, well, we're talking mainly about Asiatic black bears or moon bears because of the lovely yellow crescent on their chests, but they also farm brown bears as well. Um,
0: And, uh, And they're
1: all endangered. They're Appendix one endangered species.
0: They're endangered species anyway. Uh, I'm sure the farmers are saying, well, we're keeping them alive. Yeah, and
1: they may be keeping them alive, um, only just, as I say, they're, they're dying in agony. And their bile can be replaced by herbs and by synthetics. So, again, no one is going to die for the lack of bare bile. This is a totally unnecessary industry, which really reflects shame on the country of China itself.
0: How many bears have you rescued?
1: We've rescued in China, 277, and in, in Vietnam, 106. We've got two sanctuaries, one in each country.
0: I, I, I'd imagine they're kind of crazed <laughs> when <you> get
1: them. <laughs> they, They've
0: had their claws, as you said, their paws cut, their teeth have been cut, so they, they, they really just are, uh, they, they can't do the sorts well, of things that... That uh, bears do right. naturally. Well,
1: every bear needs major abdominal surgery to remove a gallbladder that is so inflamed and thickened and has horrible, you know, pathology. Um, and most of them, ninety percent of them, need dentals to repair those broken teeth or remove them. Um, and and again, as you say, they have no trust in the human species. They're lashing out at us aggressively the whole time. But my goodness, these are amazing animals. You know, it's like. I don't know, it's like people that beat up their dogs, you know, and suddenly you, you, you just find the light come on in their eyes. Eventually the trust starts to appear. They can be charismatic. They are gentle. They're fun-loving. They make us laugh, and they make us realize why we rescue them.
0: They're and are they social animals when you put them in the sanctuary?
1: Well, in the wild, they're they're not supposed to be particularly social but my goodness in the sanctuary they they do they're two or three in a bed at any one time they rough and tumble with each other they have a life so far removed from their, their days on the farm that it just makes us so grateful that we're able to help them
0: now uh, is this all over China and Vietnam, or yeah. are there certain areas that specialise? Well, not in surprisingly,
1: especially in China, it's in the areas where you'd find the wild populations, where these farms have cropped up. So obviously, they've been illegally taking them for the wild. Again, a massive amount of our bears are missing their limbs from being illegally caught.
0: And then you said in Korea, an ally of the United States, is and the U.S. government put any pressure on Korea?
1: Um, not recently, no. Although in Korea, it is it is supposed to be theoretically illegal to farm them. But there's about 1,300 bears sort of in limbo on these farms as the government argues with the farmers about compensation. And apparently at 10 years of age now, the farmers are allowed to kill their bears for the whole gallbladders on these farms. So that's obviously not the best solution for these bears. But we don't have a base in South Korea. Our, our resources, our time, our limitations are all taken up working in, in China and Vietnam.
0: So... Um Have any places banned it? Vietnam
1: has. Vietnam has banned the practice, but again there's about 3,500 bears still languishing on the farms, and uh, we're working very hard with the Vietnamese government now to try to bring this practice to an end.
0: And I'd imagine that even if you uh, close down all of the farms there would still be poaching as a serious problem. Yeah, that
1: would be another thing. We, you know, There has to be greater enforcement, greater public education across both countries to, to bring this practice finally to an end.
0: Is this a lucrative business, or are these farmers pretty poor in general? <laughs>
1: uh, they used to be pretty poor when it was going through a boom industry, but now I'm sure there's not one bear farmer that's nothing less than a millionaire, Um, and mainly because of the illegal export. These guys are shipping this bile out, you know, to other countries, including here in the US.
0: So, just one more question. Would I be able to find a bear gallbladder in New York City if I knew where to look?
1: Um, I think it would be increasingly difficult for you to do that but i think you know certainly if you walked into the less ethical medicine shops you may still be able to find these things for sale
0: cages of shame will premiere this saturday at the rubin museum that's at 150 west 17th street and it's at 6 p.m for ticket information you can go to our show page at wnyc.org my great thanks to jill robinson who's featured in the film, she's the founder and CEO of Animals Asia and uh, has been working to end all Asian bear farming and good luck. Thank you so much, thank you. On tomorrow's show, we'll look at the countries that are expected to rise in the years ahead, the BRIC nations, Brazil, Russia, India, and China, and how they will interact with the West. Then Philippe Falardeau on his film, Monsieur Lazare*. Also, a history of the world, 100 objects, takes a look at a sculpture of a Wastec goddess. Plus, Please Explain, is about deep sea exploration. The Leonard Lopez Show is produced by Blake Nishik, Stephen Valentino, and Julia Corcoran. Melissa Eggins, the executive producer, we had helped today from Ellen Frankman and Jessica Miller. Debbie Fountain was at the audio controls. I'm Linda Belpate, your host. Thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow.